0: Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How we doing next? All right. All right. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful day. Man, and you know, as Pastor Linda was just exhorting the couples to come, I just want to, you know, just kind of chime in on that. Because even as she'd be here to speak it, I felt it also in the play. Come, come, hear the, hear the prophetic voice of the Lord. See, that's what she's speaking, uh, prophetically. God is saying, and see, we, like she said, you might be doing good, but we don't know what tomorrow, huh? Amen. Amen, so it's just, if he's speaking, amen, to a specific area, amen, I think it's important that we really grab hold of that and say, you know what? I don't want to miss nothing God got for me. Hallelujah. How about you, man, y'all ready for the advance this week? Amen. Hallelujah, forward to it, amen, so we're going to pray and, and get ready to get into the word and just let God have his way, a lot of confirmation just, just going on in here, hallelujah so let's bow our heads as we go before the Lord, Father in the name of Jesus we just thank you right now, Lord we magnify you God just for this day, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is, is, is the, just a thought God, but today is ours. Lord, and we come to magnify and lift you up, Lord, Lord, as we've done even in the praise and the worship, God, and the sharing of your word thus far, and Lord, we say speak to us even now, Lord, as we prepare to receive from you, both here and our children in their classes, God, that you would just bless, Lord, that you would let your spirit have free course, move every stumbling block, every roadblock that would try to stop us from hearing what your spirit is saying unto the church. We bind up the hands of the enemy, Lord, and we We surrender our hearts and our thoughts, our spirits unto you right now, God. Lord, that you might speak to us, God, that we may walk in the way that you want us to walk, Lord, to be the people that you've created and called us to be, to bring glory to your name in the earth, Lord, as we do your will each and every day. We give you praise for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tell two or three people, I'm glad to see you here. Amen good to be in the house of the Lord praising him and lifting him up hallelujah go ahead and release our children amen I know they're looking forward to getting to their classes hallelujah we've missed them a few times amen we thank God I'm excited I house got a lot of download happening these days so much so it's kind of a challenge to keep up sometimes hallelujah if y'all want to move in a little closer come a little closer amen since our children are heading now, you're welcome to do that in a minute we're going to be settling in amen to dig into the word hallelujah Let's give them a minute to get settled parents dropping off kids coming back, keep on moving around a little bit. Ain't it good to be saved? Hallelujah. And if you ain't, you ought to be. He died so you could be. Hallelujah. We're praying that you would be. Hallelujah. I just thank God. Thank you. A A lot of things going on. How y'all doing this morning? you all blessed, man. So am I. I. Had a full day. Got to go to my son's game on yesterday up in Bellingham. And, uh, what right about that football game? You know, you ever, you ever, you ever? I mean, I, yesterday was one of those games that you're like, I ain't never seen nothing like this before in my life. I've been to a lot of their games, you know. for Both, you know because it's the, uh, what do they call it, the semi-pro league that he plays in. I've been to a lot of high school games, semi-pro games, you know, even professional games. But I've never seen a game like this one before on TV or nowhere else. It was just amazing. You know, they, they, their team came up from, you know, every area. And they go to Bellingham to play the, the Bellingham, what were they there? Bulldogs. There you go. Who said that? got guy, yeah. Derek, no. So they play playing the Bulldogs, right? They're in the in Bellingham, where the Bulldogs form, that's that's their city, you know. But I've never seen a game so lopsided in my life. I mean, holy! Totally. I, mean, I was like, "Are you for real?" All the all the refs were from Bellingham. <laughs> the announcer was all about Bellingham. I mean. Nothing that the, you know the stallions could do, which is my son's team, did he was he enthused about? They got a touchdown. He might announce it, but everything that the bulldogs did, he was like just so enthusiastic in his announcement. And even when they were behind, you know, even uh, you know they they, they got behind. You know, because they were leading, and he was happy. You know, he you could just tell. You know, because the refs were making calls that just not did not make sense at all. And you know, and, you know, I, I know people can be biased, but I would not be biased. It just didn't make sense at all. Like, what, are you, what? You know, but one player really got me. They called a a, a defensive play against the other team, but they moved the ball in the wrong direction. <laughs> I mean, it's just just crazy. And even when they fell behind, he said, Well, the Bobcats are only six points behind. He didn't say anything about the Stallions making a touchdown. They're only six. I mean, just totally. Why am I saying all this? Because sometimes our walk in our life with God, it can feel the same way. Everything is lopsided. Everything is for the world. Everything is happening for them. What about us? But the thing I loved about the game before they got the second half, before they got the halftime. Stallions rose up from being, you know, 14 points behind. They rose up, and by the time they got to to halftime, the score was 20. What was it? 28, 21. So they caught them, and they got ahead of them. And then by the time the game was over, the score was 45, 21. And when they got the last touchdown of the game they even refused to put the last score on the board until about before they were ready to shut off the board and everybody on the field put the score up put the points on the board and they up in the booth they wouldn't move they, they didn't want to put that last cut touchdown and PAT on the board
1: like are you for real
0: that is not going to change the fact that they scored it's not going to change the fact that that the statistic is, you know, twenty one forty five. It's not going to change the fact that after they got their touchdown, they got shut down in the, after the first half. It's not going to change the fact that they lost and the underdogs, in their minds, won. And that's just how the enemy wants us to feel, you know, that, you know, everything is going good for everybody else, but guess what? Just tell somebody, in the end, we win. We not, might not have everybody cheering for us, amen, and the announcers might not be for the church, amen, but we win in the end. I, I, I just blessed by that. I say, guess what, no matter what y'all do, you still lost. And we're on the winning sign, Claude. And we're going to win. You might not have somebody in your corner cheering you on. You might not have all the enthusiasm going on, but just hang in there and don't give up. You're going to win. 'Cause there's someone that's on your side that's greater than anything the world has to say, do or offer. Amen. I like what you know the sort of elder Carl just sharing, he sold a cap. Guess what God'll do for you. Amen. But this morning I'm on a mission to try to help us to grab hold of some principles, amen. As usual. Amen. But I you know, just just I don't wanna see us missing out. On what God has for us, amen, sometimes I feel like oftentimes we miss out because you know we fail to connect the dots. You ever sit down you know i 've had times when i 've sat down with different from some of my grandchildren, you know they still get them little books where you connect the dots you know if they don 't know the numbers amen you 're not going to connect the dots right they 're not going to make sense you 're not going to get the final results that you need well, see as Christians, sometimes we don't connect the dots and we wonder why we're not getting the results. And even in these new, you know, little books that they have, they even have parts of the picture drawn in to help make it. I mean, back in the day, we had nothing drawn in. You had to connect all the dots to make it make sense. But now they got a little nose here and the ear here. So it kind of helps guide you along. But even then, with all the help we got, we still don't connect the dots always. And I want to help us to be able to connect the dots, amen, because we we got all that. We need, you know, the Scripture says he's given us everything that pertains to life and God in us. But if we don't connect the dots, we're not going to get it all. Amen. Does anybody here want it all? I know I do. Amen. But see, if we're not understanding these things and if we're not really fully participating with what the Lord wants, we're not going to get everything that he has for us, spiritually, naturally, physically, emotionally. I mean, we're, we're just not. Amen. We, we can live a good life, but we want to live a great life. Amen. Spiritually with God, amen. We want to be at peace. We want to be able to flow and function and operate like he wants us to operate in every circumstance and situation. And I, I'm, I'm just believing that if we grab hold of what we're going to look at today, it's going to help us to go a whole lot further. Amen. But we got to get to that place, amen, because he wants us to, you know, to be able to, be edified and built up and encouraged, amen, by his word and through his spirit, amen, so that in in every case we can facilitate what God is trying to do, not just allow him to do what he wants in our lives. There's a difference between just allowing something and facilitating something. Amen. You can allow a lot of things to come. You can, but see, when you facilitate, that means you take part, you participate. You help make it happen. Amen. See, we want to help make it happen. In fact, just tell somebody, it's necessary that you help. Amen. You just can't sit on the sidelines and expect God to do everything. You know, we wonder why this ain't working and why that ain't, because we're not facilitating. We just, okay, God, have your way. Lord, bring me out. No, we got to do our part. Amen. And if we just begin to participate more and more with him, amen, we'll be able to see and operate and do things supernaturally that otherwise that we will not see happen. So go with me to Ecclesiastes. We're going to start there. Book of Ecclesiastes. We, you know, we want the presence of God, his supernatural presence to flow in our lives, right? Hallelujah. But Ecclesiastes is the fourth chapter. And this passage I've always looked at more in a natural sense. But when I began to dig into this, the Holy Spirit brought this passage to my mind. And, and it caused me to look at it different. The fourth chapter, starting at the ninth verse, it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe unto him that is alone when he falls. For he hath not another to help him up. You ever been in that condition? You ain't got nobody to help you? Help me, i fall. and I can't get up. You know, but see if you've got somebody to help you, amen? But then it goes on to say in the 11th verse, again, two. if two lie down, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? All by myself. Huh? And if one prevail against him who being alone, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. So if two is good, just when you think, when you add, he said a threefold cord is not easily broken. You know, so if the more we add to it, amen, the stronger it becomes. The more, you know, we, we participate. You know, I think about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're, you know, just understanding who they are and how, how he operates in all those capacities in our lives. It makes us stronger. It helps us to be able to stand. So, as I, like I said, I look at this passage, and, you know, before I've looked at it more naturally, but as I begin to dig and, and look at this in a spiritual sense, I say, you know, he, the Lord began to show me how this applies in not just, you know, people being together, you helping somebody to help you, but think about when we begin to apply and combine and put together spiritual principles. Instead of just one at a time, one by themselves. And there's three things that we want to look at this morning as we put them together we'll see strength amen in our walk with god we'll see more of a flow amen we'll get more clarity i mean all all things will begin to work a whole lot better for us as christians amen so we gotta dig we gotta say okay lord help us and help the whole allow the holy spirit to speak to us amen as we open our hearts and our minds amen so We want to see that happen. And if you allow me, I'm going to take you on a little journey, amen, through some scriptures this morning, amen. Unless you get up and walk out, you're going to allow me to do that, right? But don't just allow me to do it. Facilitate it, amen. That means look at the word for yourself, amen, and dig in for yourself, amen. Now, what I'm about to say might take you back for just a moment, but just hang in there. It's going to be all right as we continue to move forward. And dig. But as we walk with God and we, we committed our lives to the Lord, amen, to live for him, amen, to be his light, amen, to walk like he wants us to walk, I will submit to you that your faith by itself is not enough. Okay? Faith alone is just not enough. You know, and sometimes that's all we want to, we just want to operate from faith. I believe God. I believe God. And, and we must believe God, amen, if we call ourselves a child of God. We must operate and function in our faith, but faith by itself is not enough, amen? Say, well, wait a minute, because faith by itself is not going to produce everything in your life that you need. It's not going to bring it all forward, amen. It's not going to take you to the level that God wants us to go to. We're not going to see the things that we desire to see just operating by faith alone. So what are you saying, Apostle David? What are you telling? Go with me to Matthew. I'm, I'm going to take it and show you what Jesus said to his disciples. Amen. And see, he's he back, he backing me up, or I'm backing him up one or two. Amen. But we're going to look at what the Word says, amen, because truly we, we want to get this. But Matthew, the 17th chapter, as we begin to wrap our minds around this, you know, he said if you have faith, he talked to them about their faith. But look what happened. The 17th chapter, starting at verse number 14, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, "Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic." Why are y'all laughing? What got a problem? Huh? He's a lunatic and sore vexed, and oft times he falls into the fire, and oft times into the water. In other words, he's not just a lunatic; he has a suicidal spirit. Because he's tired of dealing with what he's dealing with. You know, so he's just not following me. He's like, I'm I'm done. You know, so we we see this going on. He said, now look at the 16th verse. He said, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. He didn't just take him to the doctor. He said, I'm going to take him to the disciples of the Lord. These are men of faith. But he said, I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't heal him. They couldn't cure it. They couldn't help it. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Now, why well, he called him faithless? I mean, the disciples had faith, didn't they? But he said, you faithless and, ooh, goodness. Not just faithless, but perverse generation. Think about what he's telling them. He said, bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? Look what he said. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Look at verse 21. Howbeit, this kind goeth, out, goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Oh he, he called them faithless. And he said that even if they had a grain of mustard seed, faith as a grain of mustard seed, they could say to yonder mountain, be removed and be cast to the depths of the... And I began to look and say, wait a minute now. These are his disciples. These are the men that's following him. And he calling them faithless. And he said, if you just had faith as the grain of mustard seed... Now, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that they walked away from their businesses and all that they had and, and they've been following him without faith. So he he he's putting his, his finger on something very specific here. And I believe and he's just not saying they didn't have any faith. But what you say, how be it these kind come out not except for what? Prayer. And fast. Now we begin to say, okay, he's pointing out something that they're missing, and therefore they're not getting the results that they should have got. And have you ever felt like you haven't got the results that you should have got? And you you've had faith in God, and you believe God for this and for that, and you're just waiting on Him, but nothing's happening. But He said, these come out. And see, now, we, when we look at that passage, because he's dealing with the boy that was lunatic and sore vexed. He's dealing with the boy that had a demon. And it's easy for us to just look at that aspect of what he's saying. It's easy for us just to singularly say, okay, that's just dealing with casting out devils. But what is it that's in you? That only comes out by fasting and prayer. What is it in us, amen, that we can only overcome, but we don't have enough faith in the act of really earnestly praying and not just praying, because I believe we pray, but adding to our prayer and to our faith, fasting. Now, I know fasting is not a real good word for most people. I'm not talking about unsaved. I mean, you know, you stop and think about the fact that, you know, more than Christians fast. Amen? You can go to the Islamic nation. I mean, a lot of people fast more faithfully and consistently than the body of Christ. And it's not just one of the areas I'm, I'm looking at, you know, but... I believe, and know assuredly, that if we would just faithfully, and I'm not just saying regimentally, but in faith, commit ourselves to fasting and to prayer and to the other element that we're going to look at, we will see a difference in our lives. We will see more things produced in our lives than we have heretofore without really putting the proper emphasis on these areas, See, most of us don't like missing a meal. You can tell by looking around the room. I'm looking at my text. But most of us don't like missing a meal. Okay? But, can I say this? Probably wouldn't hurt most of us to miss a few meals spiritually. Can I cover that up real quick? Spiritual. We need to press in with God. But he told him, except for fasting and prayer, there's some things that just ain't going to happen. I don't care how much faith you got. But there's another element. Let us go with me to the, the 17th chapter of Matthew. Hallelujah. But that, I want to read that 20. No, you're already in 17. I'm sorry. But I want to read that last verse out of the Living Bible, verse 21. Out of the Living Bible, it says this. But this kind of demon won't leave unless you have prayed and gone without food. Sometimes I'm going I'm to fast just from TV. You know, I'm, I'm just going to fast. You know, we, sometimes we, we have these special fasts. But no, when he's talking about fasting, he's talking about leave that plate alone. pass the drive through up. Okay. Don't put nothing in your mouth. Amen. But fast. And see, we're not fasting for dietary purposes, you know, to, to lose weight. We, we fast and then lose some spiritual stuff, you know, get rid of some spiritual, some demonic, worldly stuff off of us. Amen. That's the kind of weight we need to lose, the worldliness. Amen. Those things that have been attached to us. But there are three tools, amen, that Jesus pointed out. Fasting and prayer are two of them. The third one might, might surprise some of you. That Jesus shared with the people on the Sermon on the Mount that will bring a powerful spiritual breakthrough in our lives. And I like to call these, if we really understand how to operate and use them, they're our spiritual tools. They're supernatural when we understand the power of them and when we understand how to use them for the glory of God. When our mindset is changed and shifted. Amen? No, you know, me and my wife were riding, and we were talking, you know, just about fasting, because, you know, one thing, we're going we're gonna to be going on a fast. I'll tell you about that in a little while. But, you know, we were talking about fasting, and, and it's amazing that how many people, if the doctor tells you, well, if you're going to have a procedure or an operation, and he tells you don't eat nothing after midnight, we don't question him. The doctor said, I can't eat. You might not like it, but you're going to. You're going to follow that. Your procedure might not be until 4 o'clock the next day. You know, you, you're not going to say, well, shoot, I'm going to eat anyway. Because no, you, you don't know if I eat, what's going to happen? You know, so so, so we, we don't have no problem. You know, we, we just go on and, you know, we, we follow with the doctor. But when the word tells us to fast or, or the pastor tells us we going on a fast, we got every reason in the world why we can't. Who he to tell me the fast I ain't getting no emails from that. You're thinking in your mind, you sure right. I'm going to get me something. To eat. You know, I, I went, you know, see, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. I really am. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm blessed by this whole subject. But look what Jesus told his disciples, amen, in Matthew, the sixth chapter. Even as he was speaking to the multitude, and he was giving them many instructions. But I just want to pull out some information here. Starting at the first verse, he said, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, what is alms? It's giving, it's meeting needs, is being a blessing to others, it's sowing. He's you know, talking about you know, being a blessing. Amen? With the resources that he has given you. He said, do not stand, sound the trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, then that thine alms may be in secret in thy father, which is in secret... Himself shall reward thee openly. So one of the things he's telling us that first of all, notice what he said. <laughs> I want to look at this one verse. He said. Mm-hmm. Verse number two. Therefore, when everybody said when, not if. But when? other words, Jesus is telling them, this is, this is something you should be doing. This is expectation. You should be being a blessing. You should be giving. If I can just use that word. It's not just a four-letter word, but it's a good word. Amen. You should be giving. And when you give, don't do it in a such a way, amen, that you want to be seen and you want to be pompous and you want everybody to know what you're doing. Why? Because you already got your reward. You want to get the glory of men. Okay, so, so when you give, Amen. Do it so that God gets the glory. Amen. Do it as unto God. But that's just one of the first things that he said, give. He's letting them know when you do this. How many givers we got now? Come on. Let's see, so when we give, give first of all in all things that we do. Whether you're giving to the church, whether you're giving to the PTA, whether you're giving to somebody out in the world, give as unto the Lord. Amen? It's not it's not Ever unto man, because everything that we have as the children of God belongs to God. Amen. We've got it from God, so we're whatever we're doing with that, we should recognize that we're doing it on His behalf. Amen. Not on our own behalf, because yeah, we need to understand. Now, you know, Elder Carl read this next passage because, like you said, that's one that's been in my spirit. Let's go to Second Corinthians. I got to dig into it a little bit more, anyway. Amen. Because we're talking about this area, this, this. this this one place, this is number one that Jesus dealt with them about when they do these things. Okay? We're still talking about, you know, that, that, that three, those three things. And I'll say these, these three things, are, I'll call them you know, a threefold four, three, four access to the supernatural. How many of us want to have access to the supernatural? First one, you got to get right. you got to get down as given. There should be no such thing as a stingy Christian. That's like that's an oxymoron. That's like you know jumbo shrimp. You know, there should be no stingy Christians, greedy Christians. Y'all getting quiet on me, huh? Hello. If it's hitting home, just say "Hallelujah." So we won't know you you meant to stay out. think about this now. Next one we want to look at, like I said, in Second in Corinthians 9, starting at the 6th verse, it says, but this I say, he that soweth sparingly, how many of us, like, I asked this question to, you know, the, um, was the elders we were talking about this, yeah, or the, the ladies, I say, how many of us want to reap sparingly? Anybody?
1: Hmm?
0: You want to reap sparingly? You just want a little bit coming your way, right? No, we, we like the man that wants his barns to bust open. We want more. We want more than enough. You know, and if we want to be spiritual, we say we want more than enough so we can what? Be a blessing. But be, we want to be blessed before we be a blessing. You know right? I y'all, y'all don't talk to me this morning. Huh? So, but he said, you know, if we sow, you know, he shall also reap sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap. All so bountifully, and now we wonder how come everyone getting blessed or why are he getting blessed they're getting blessed, but I'm not. Look at what you're giving. What you, how much seed you putting in the ground is going to determine how much harvest you get back. Amen. You, you plant one seed, you might get three flowers. Amen. But I found you know the more you plant, the more return you see. Amen. So we gotta look at that. So we're But then it says the seventh verse, every man according to as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. So if he loves a cheerful giver, how do you think he feels about a grudging giver? I'll let you think about that. Remember, when he's talking, he's, he's literally talking about our giving. What well, we're sawing, because if you look at the, the text ahead of he, he's telling, put together your bounty so when I come there won't be no lack, there won't be no need. It's already there. The, the offering is already prepared. Amen. So he's specifically talking about their giving, and, and so he's letting them know. But see, this is dealing with their offering, not their tithe. I want to make that very clear because a lot of, I've had a lot of people over here tell me, "Well, the Bible, you know, I know y'all talk about tithing, but the Bible says whatever our purpose in my heart. That's giving. That's not tithing. That's the offering. That's not the tithe. The tithe is a set thing." Amen. You know, so we need to recognize this. So then he goes on and say. God is able to make all grace. I love that, amen. He, said, I, he loves that you're a forgiver, and he's able to make all grace. We're still talking about that supernatural access. If you want to have supernatural access to all the grace of God, you've got to be a giver. In this area, amen, you've got to be a giver. You've got to you be ready to unlock the supernatural provision, the supernatural flow that will come back your way. All right? That, he said, God is able to make all grace abound toward your neighbor. Huh? Toward everybody, no, he said toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound in every good all sufficiency in all things may have I mean anybody want to live like that? let see if let me say this because I'm still dealing with something. If you're giving without faith, it's not gonna produce spiritual I just want to put that in there. You got to exercise your faith. You got to exercise. See, what we're talking about that threefold cord, Amen. Bringing these principles together so they strengthen one another. Faith alone does not work. Giving alone, without faith, does not work. You put the two of them together, you begin to see results. You begin to see things happen. Okay. Hallelujah. All sufficiency unto every girl. Verse number nine says, "As it is written, he that dispenseth abroad, and I mean he that giveth to the poor, is right. His righteousness remaineth what? Forever. See spiritual results. Amen. Now he that ministereth, who are you talking about right here? He that ministereth seed to the sower, both ministereth bread for your food." and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Who was that? That's God. So he said he's the one that's going to give you the seed to sow and bread to eat. So eat the bread, sow the seed. Don't eat both of them. Hello? He said it didn't say he gave you seed to eat. You say he said give you bread for food. He's going to make sure that that's taken care of, but he's giving you something to sow. Everything ain't put to go in your pocket. Everything ain't to, to build your kingdom. Uh, but, but see, there's something he gives us, amen, so that we can be a blessing to others. He gives us more than enough. When we operate in this, from a spiritual standpoint, we begin to understand this, and we begin to unlock the flow back into our lives. Because, you know, if, if I'm giving you something to do something on my behalf, which he gives us seed to do on his behalf. Amen. The the, the funny thing is, when he gives you seed to sow on his behalf, you get the reward. So it's still working out to your good when we understand it. So again, we got to approach how we function and how we handle it from a spiritual standpoint. Amen. Not faithlessly because we won't get the results. Amen. So. And and then the 11th verse says, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes us, I mean, causes through us thanksgiving to God. Notice, in the end, all the glory goes to God. How we handle our resources, how we approach our giving, in the end, all the glory goes to God, if we're doing it correctly. The second thing he dealt with them about, you know, as he was talking to them on the sermon, amen, the second area he talked to them was, the next verse, verse number five. Notice the word, and when thou prayest, not if you pray. Now, can I just deal with that for a minute? A lot of Christians, I'll oh, look at the empty chairs over here. A lot of Christians just don't pray. Unless they, you know, we, 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 a lot of times we like to point you to, the word, oh, they don't pray until tragedy hit. That ain't just in the world. Sometimes we, we you know, our best prayer time is over our meal. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Uh, and, you know, but we, we don't take the time to really earnestly and faithfully, again, in faith, pray to God. That's why sometimes he had to say, ask believing of times we ask, but we ain't believing. We already got plan A, plan B, but we're asking because we know we're supposed to ask. But so we don't believe God's going to do it. But he said, no, we need to pray faithfully, with faith. Let our prayer be filled with faith that God is able to do this. Otherwise, the prayer, just like the giving, without faith, is useless. It don't work. Well, I prayed, but did you believe? Did you add faith to your prayer? But he said, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when, there it is again, you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. You know, oh, can he pray. You know, sometimes we got what they call, I, I came originally out of the Baptist church as a boy. I ain't beat up on the Baptist because I know he ain't just there. We can go Method. we can go all the way around. But you know, sometimes they got the canned prayers. And boy, I remember some of them them deacons. Boy, they 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 could just pray up and down. And, and after a while, you can recite the prayer with them. Hello, I, I'm just telling the truth. Amen. See, so that that's what I call a canned prayer. Amen. Instead of just praying from the heart. Praying by faith and praying as the Holy Spirit leads you. Amen. Believing for that prayer. Amen. And see, when we pray, we gotta, you know, we, we gotta have a desire to touch the heart of God. Amen. With the real issues and the reality of what's going on in our lives. We gotta be willing to open up our own heart before God. Here am I, God. This is my issues. You know, a lot of times we, we can pray for about and on everybody else. We need to, first of all, begin with me. Search my heart, O oh God. You see, because if you, if you begin there, the rest of your prayer will probably be completely different. But if you go with a tainted heart and you start praying about those that got on your nerves, there ain't no faith in that prayer. You, you, you're wasting breath and time. No, but if we understand prayer is a communication with a holy God, it's a supernatural event because the natural man can't touch the heart of God. So it takes a supernatural connection for your prayer to hit the heart of God because God ain't natural. So we've got to actually add faith to our prayer to make it able to reach God. Oh, he hears a lot of rumbling and he hears a lot of complaining, but, uh, you know, I believe God just don't really hear enough sincere prayer. Amen. Our communion with God, our communication to God has got to be at a, a whole nother level if we want to see the results that we want to see even out of our prayer life. Amen? We don't want it to just be, it says in verse number 7, just a repetition. Amen? We've got to come to a place, amen? But it says in verse number, number 8, Be not ye therefore like unto them, be like, you know, you know, ooh, if I could just pray like so and so. Well, do you talk to everybody like so and so? Why you want to talk to God like well, if I could just pray like Pastor David prayed. If I could just pray like Sister yes that girl could pray. Huh? No, if I could just ain't
1: nothing
0: wrong with your prayer, just long just sincere. It's not it's not the multiplicity of words. It's not all those phrases that rhyme and come together and sound super. It's just your heart, your sincere heart toward God. Believing God. Add it to your faith. Look with me at Psalms 55 and 16. This is an interesting Psalm because it talks about all the things that was coming against David at the time and and you know who it was that had came against him. And those that, you know he had sweet fellowship with. And those, you know, that he knew it wasn't a stranger that came against him. Or otherwise, he could have handled it. He, would, he wouldn't have been so hurt, so blindsided. But this is a close companion. But then he gets down to, to verse number 16. He says, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. But look what he says in verse 17. This is This is key. Evening and morning and at noon. I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. That reminded me as I looked at that, I thought about, you know, prayer should not just be a one-time event in your day. Scripture tells us to pray without ceasing. God says, talk to me all day. Commune with me. You know, let me know what you're doing, what's going on, how you're feeling. You know, let's just talk. And he the psalmist as he's writing this, he says, I'll pray in the evening and in the morning. In other words, at night, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna get up in the morning, and I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray at noonday. We say come to noonday prayer, say people I got I got other things to do. Stop and pray just for a few minutes and I'm, I'm too busy. Are we too busy to talk to the one that's gonna bless us and help us and carry us through to communion with it? I'm talking about three things that's gonna help take us to another level if we make him a, a normal Actual part of our Christian experience with God. Our giving, our fasting, and our praying, amen, in faith, believing God, and doing it consistently and not grudgingly. Sometimes we fast grudgingly. You ain't getting no reward. You pray because Apostle David said, I have to be here to pray so I can get up and sing, so I come to prayer. And I just sit there because it's mandated I'm supposed to be here to pray. What's that? Can I just be real with y'all this morning? We got to get to another level, people. Got to get to another level. I'm mandated to help you. So it helps us. Amen. To get us, you know, training and teaching and leading. Amen. Because I know what it takes for anyone, me, you, any of us, to get to the next level. It's going to take... Are pressing in with God, our flesh will not allow us to do any of these things unto God. Give, pray, fast. Our flesh won't allow it. Our flesh will consume every nickel God gives us. Just for us. Our flesh will not allow us to take time to pray and talk about fasting. Shoot. Flesh would rather eat all day until, you know, you stuffed like a turkey rather than Miss a meal. These things have to be approached from a spiritual standpoint with a mindset that I'm gonna add my faith to these spiritual these things are spiritual. Why do you think he talks so much about giving in the scripture? Because if we understand it's a spiritual act, it's a spiritual transaction with God that can take us to another level. You know, I thank God that we're We're going through the financial peace class with, you know, a lot of us that's in here. A lot of great principles on how to manage out what God has given us. How to live a life, amen, that exemplifies the life that God wants us to live, to be an example to those around us. How does it say, so we can live like like no one else, so we can give like no one else. That's that's what it's all about. But see, if we think it's just about the now, we eat up our seed and we eat up our bread, and then come down, we ain't got nothing to fall back upon. We, We look just as pitiful as those who don't know God. But if we realize that these things are spiritual, because why? God is dealing with the spiritual people. He's trying to take us and elevate our minds from this carnal world of this carnal flesh and this carnal existence to realize everything about you, everything where you approach life should be approached from a spiritual viewpoint. You're not down in the valley no more. He's elevated you to the mountain so you can see what he sees. But you know, some of us like to stay in the valley. It's a lot more fun down there. Hello. But let's get back to this, to this last one that he talked about on the mountain. Drop down to verse number 16. I'll get in of myself because this one here excites me. I guess the other ones is too, yeah, if you can't tell. 16th verse says, moreover, when, say when, not if, but he said when you fast. In other words, he's expecting that that's what you're going to do. That should be a part of what you do. Huh? Just like you give, you don't we give? But I hope after this we'll give in a better way. Amen. With better understanding. You pray. Now he's saying you you give and you pray. But some of us say, let's draw the line right there. No, he said, and when you fast. Not if you fast, but he said, and when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad continent. I'm going through. You know, yeah, we, we, we kind of get like that. You know, you talk to someone, you, how are you doing today? I'm in the desert today. You know, we, we, we use little things like that. What do you mean? I'm fast. You know, I can't eat. You know, you just got your reward. Walk around here, you know, they're it's, it's, it's putting sackcloth and ashes on, you know, just with your face. He said, they disfigure their face that they may appear unto men to be fast. Really, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head. Wash your face. And I'll I, I, I say, brush your teeth, I might add. Hello. That's a fast day. We don't get too close. No. <laughs> no. Brush your teeth. Just make sure you spit out the paste. Don't get greedy. Huh? And let's go on about our day. Just like any other day, you know, there are days often in, in, with me, and Pastor Linda will tell. I'll get up, I'll get myself ready, I'll leave the house. I won't think about eating until sometime in the evening, because I'm going, 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 and, and I don't walk around like, oh, oh, it's me, you know. About so what, what, what? Good would it do if just because I know it's a fast day, and all of a sudden I'm walking around like, oh, it's me? You know, and sometimes, I'm not the only one. We'll get busy, we'll be in a rush, and we'll take off, and we'll miss a meal. Amen. And we won't think nothing of it. But the minute you say it's a fast day, oh, my goodness. Just because you proclaim the spiritual fast unto God, your flesh is whining. You can smell stuff a block away. You know, everybody's offering you something, and you have a hard time resisting. They want to take you to lunch now, today, when you can't go. Because it's a spiritual fast. And here comes, that's part of the warfare, where you stumble, where you fail. You know, and then we, oh, goodness, help me, Holy Spirit. I got to go, yeah. Then then we go, well, I got this condition in my body. So I I really can't fast. But the same doctor that prescribed told you you had the position or condition The same doctor tells you not to eat for certain hours, you ain't going to say, but doc, I got a condition. Because you know he knows about your condition. But guess who else knows about your condition? God knows about your condition. And God's the one that's able to heal your condition, to carry you through that situation. So we gotta stop making the excuses about why we can't do the spiritual thing because we wanna make sure we take care of the natural thing. Make up our mind. We 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 wanna have that supernatural access, amen, through the threefold this threefold tools that he gave us for access to the zoo. If we want that, we gotta begin to apply these things in our life. Many Christians, even in here, yes, in here, are failing in areas of the life because we won't practice these things faithfully. Every now and then, faithfully. You know, we've, we've gone through some things in our marriage, amen. You know, every now and then, you know, back in the day, and maybe even now, sometimes I have to. You know, but you know, you know, man. You ever hear that too little, too late? Too much, too little, too. Late. Oh, see, she corrected me. See, that's my helpmate. All of a sudden, now you want to buy flowers. Oh, because see, what am I saying? Sometimes that's how we do God. We don't do nothing. We don't do nothing to say, God, I love you, hey, Amen. We don't, we don't, we don't give like as unto Him. We don't really pray earnestly and. God forbid if we ever think about fasting. But when trouble hit, I'm going on a fast. Now we want to pray. How would you feel if God said, how you say that? Too much, too little, too late. See, if, but if I'm doing the flowers and the candy and the going out, you know, and the non-sexual touches and all those things consistently, then it ain't too much, too little, too late. That's why? I'm already in the groove. Yeah, what you need, babe? How we doing? We doing good. Let's do. It. No, but if we don't do these things consistently to get the consistent results, all of a sudden we wonder why it's not working now. God wants us to have a consistent relationship with Him. Uh, you, if you're gonna court God, court Him right. You're gonna love God, love Him all the way consistently, not just when you need something. Hello. You get home, and the house is all cleaned up, amen, and dinner's on the table. First thing you what does she need? I'm not pointing no fingers. I'm just saying. Huh? When, when things are, all of a sudden, you see a shift. You, I mean, even with our kids, if you go home and they done, they done cut the grass and painted the house and cleaned their roof, you know they want something. Huh? Plain and simple. So, So why do we treat God like that? We, and what that tells us is we know what to do. We just don't do it till trouble comes. So if we know what to do, let's just do what we're supposed to do as unto God consistently. Amen. Without equivocating all the time. Why? Because during that time we're not doing it. We're doing our own thing. And we got God, you know, on the sideline. He just in case. No, God is not a just-in-case God. He wants a, a consistent relationship with us, and if we want to have proper access to Him, Amen. We got to make up our mind that we're gonna we're gonna walk it out every day consistently, as unto God. We want blessings in every area of our lives, Amen. Because when, even when it comes down to fasting, if you're not fasting in faith, you're just missing the meal. Just go on and call it a diet and lose your weight, huh? But if if you want to do it as unto God, see. None of these things work like they need to work by themselves. We need to put it together so we have that threefold core. Fasting and prayer is good, but think what happens when you add, you know, your your giving to that. Let me show you a couple of examples. Even in our, our reading this morning, amen, it just, it just blessed me. You know, I was like, wow. But before I go there, you know, Sometimes we look at our kids and they're too young to fast. When Nineveh got in trouble and God said, he said a word by the prophet, I'm going to destroy this city. The king said, hope made a decree. Everybody going to fast. And the scripture lets you know he had every the animals the kids everybody was fasting. He didn't say how old are you? No, you don't have to do it. No, go on and feed the cow. No, he said no. Everything gonna fast. We get on our face before God, and because they chose to give a solemn fast to God, he spared the city. When you do it as under God, he ain't no too young. You know, it, it ain't no too old well, you know, I done done that enough in my life. Look, look 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 in Luke the the, the second chapter. I'm I'm trying to get on here, but Luke the second chapter, Amen. He said, And there was one Anna, a prophetess of the daughter of Phenile, of the tribe of Asher, and she was of great age and and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. Look what it says in verse number 37. And she was a widow of about four score and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings, plural, and prayers night and day. And she coming in at that instance, talking about when they brought the baby Jesus in there to bless him, she was there. She didn't miss it amen, gave, um, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of, of him to tell to all them that look for the redemption of his. I mean, this woman, she's the same age as Elder Blackburn. Eighty-four years old, but she's still serving and fasting and praying. In other words, God said, we can do this till we kick the bucket. Huh? But it's making up our mind <laughs> that we're going to enter in and we're going to fast and pray, amen, and not stop making all our reasons about our condition in our body and all these other things that, you know, I ain't got time too big. If you're too busy to pray, you're already in trouble because you ain't carved no time out in your life for God, the life that he gave you, using all the strength that he gives you to do what you got to do. Pump your brakes. Give some time to God in faith. But you know, in our reading this morning, because we still do our reading, and we're in, we're in the tenth chapter of Acts, and I, you know, I, I began to look at Cornelius. Even as, after I had worked on this, and when I read that, I said, "Oh, I got to add. I got, I got to touch on that." You know, Cornelius. This was—he he wasn't a Jew. He was a Gentile, but he was a man of faith. And let's look what it says in, in Acts ten, because his his faith, amen, and actions. That's what I'm talking about, our action of our giving, our prayer time, and our fasting, coupled with his faith, made him a gateway for his family and the nation of the Gentiles for salvation to come in. His actions, okay, he led by example. So, starting at the first verse, he said, There was a certain man in Syria called Cornelius, oh, wow a centurion of the band called the Italian man, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house. Notice what it says. Notice what the scripture takes note of now. That which gave much alms. In other words, he was a man devout, he was faithful, he was a giver. Okay, to the people and prayed always. He was a prayer warrior. So he was a giver, and he knew how to pray. So he's, he's adding this discord together, okay? Then drop down to verse number 30 as he's explaining to, to Peter what happened. So I don't want us to miss number three. He said, and Cornelius said, four days ago, I was what? Fasting. So he's giver, he knows how to pray consistently, and he's fasting. He's putting all three together, and what happened? He got results. Because look what it says. it says. Fasting until this hour and at the, ni- at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. See, what am I saying? He's participating with God. He's facilitating, but through his giving, through his prayer, through his fasting, added to his faith, his devoutness to God, See, he's facilitating blessings to come to him and through him. Watch out now. And said Cornelius, look what it says. Thy prayer is heard. He didn't stop there. The angel didn't stop. Just said, God heard your prayer. Okay? He said, and thine alms you're giving are had in remembrance in the sight of God. God is watching your prayer time. God is watching your giving. And guess what? The angel showed up while he was fasting. All three coupled together, he got heavenly results. Anybody want heavenly results in their life? But we got to what? What did I say at the beginning? We got to start connecting the dots, y'all. So we can get the results, so we can see the big picture, so we can see what God wants to do and desires to do in us and through us, amen, as individuals and corporately as a body. We gotta connect the dots with our corporate fasting and our corporate prayer time, amen, and all those things so that we can move to a whole nother level. is what God is talking about. This is what God is saying unto us. We 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 become can I say this? I want I want our prayer and, you know, our fasting you know, and our, our, our giving to come up to God as a memorial. I want God to say, oh, you got my attention through your giving. The angel had to let him know God sees it all. I love that. Amen. And see, we want God, some of us wouldn't want God to see what we give him. But guess what he sees? Mm-mm-mm. Help us, Lord. We can't do it singularly. We can't do it half-heartedly. Amen. But we got to make up our minds, make a decision. We're going all the way. You know, all the way. We're, we're committing. We're, we're stepping in all the way with God. As I said, you know, our I, I giving without faith is spiritually useless. Amen. Oh, it might get you something from somebody, but it's spiritually useless. Our prayer without faith is spiritually useless. It sound yeah, thank you, Pastor. It sounds good. You know, make you feel good. But spiritually, it's useless because you ain't got no faith added to it. Amen? See, what there was scripture saying in one place, they did all these things being not mixed with faith. See, so we got to have faith on that. Amen? And our giving, our prayer. And your fasting without faith, again, is spiritually useless. We got to have a committed walk toward him. Not looking for the accolades of man. Not looking for man to pat you on the back. Oh, you did a 40-day fast job, small reward, huh but when we do it faithfully as unto God, we make up our minds amen, that you know what, I'm going in with him, amen, and I'm not looking for somebody to pat me on the back and tell me how good a job I did because why, I'm doing it for God huh, I'm I'm doing it it'd be crazy, you know if if you come out to my house and and cut my grass and and you get mad because the neighbor don't tell you it's a good job huh well, no one in the neighborhood said nothing to me. I do all this stuff around here. Ain't nobody said nothing to me. Ooh. Everything I do, don't nobody recognize. Who are you doing it for? Hello? Man. Ooh, goodness. Don't, don't, don't. Sometimes we, we, we got to get to a place, people, to where everything that we do is as unto God. And then when we really grab hold of these three powerful spiritual tools and utilize them as unto God, you're gonna unlock some stuff. Especially when you start putting them together. And you start saying, Lord, what do you want me in your prayer time you begin to pray and fast and say, God, what you want me to give? See some of y'all be scared to do that. Got all those together, God might tell me to give all I got. But guess what? If he tell you to give all you got, that's all he (laughs) wants. He's not asking you to give something you ain't got. In all my years of walking with God and and seeking his face and and being a giver and all these things, God has never asked me for something I couldn't do. Nothing. He he might have stretched me because he knew I could do it. But he's never asked me to do anything that I could not do. And and when I say, yes, Lord, this is the sweet part. When I say, yes, Lord, no matter what it was, it was my giving, service, whatever. When I say yes to it, he's the one that graced me to do it. He's the one that blessed me to do it. All he's looking for is my yes in faith, believing that, God, if you're asking me to do this, you are the one that's going to make it possible. I'm just here to facilitate and participate in what it is that you want to do in the earth realm. Through me. How about you? We got to make up our mind that that's what we're here for. Whether it's how He wants me to love my wife and children, meant how He wants me to lead the church, how He wants me to reach out to whatever He's saying. You just gotta, you know. It might look Lord, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, when we came, when He told me to, you know, pursue this building, it looked like something that it was like, oh goodness, Lord, there ain't no way we could do that in my own carnal mind, you know. He's like wow, that's that's woo, woo. you know. Coming from a four thousand square foot building, and you know, a small group of people, and, you know, and he said, "That's it." Over, over two hundred thousand square feet, or thirteen thousand square feet. I'm sorry, from four. That's right. But he said, Dude. and "Here we are." Well, going fourteen years later, he's done it. He's done it. I didn't do it. I just said yes, and went through. And see what am I saying? God will stretch you. You just got to make up your mind, God, I'm going to pray, I'm going to give, I'm going to fast, and I'm going to do it all in faith. Believe me. I'm just not going to do it as a spiritual exercise. I'm not going to do it because it's a mandate or something I have to do. We got to get away from I have to because I have to fast, I have to. No, I get to because it's going to help me bring this body under subjection. How many of us in here really love to fast? Just, just, just gotta fast every day of the week. <laughs> I knew I was gonna get you, huh? Huh? No, no. See, it's, it's some things we don't love to do, but you know, it's just like let me let me ask this: okay. How many of y'all love to pay your bills? Well, I got to pay bills today? You know? No, you 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 created the debt. You made the obligation. You signed the contract. So you need to do what you're supposed to do. You said, Lord, I give my life to you. You made the obligation. You surrendered. You submitted. So now you need to do what you're supposed to do. Huh? And he gives us all. Oh, goodness, help me. He gives us all his mandates in the word. That's why I I look how Jesus talked to the people. He said, you know, I suggest that you fast. You know, it would be a good thing if you did. You know, it'd be nice if you gave. And, you know, it'd be really good, you know, if you ever got around to pray. No, he he didn't approach it like that. Each one of me said, when you do these things, this is how I want you to do them. Not like they do it, but this is how I want you to do it. And that's what he's telling us. This is how he wants us to do it, as unto him, faithfully unto him. And when we put it together, we will get... Faithful results from him, uh, what do you say you know you have all sufficiency in all things and all you know he's the one if you would just say yes God, I will be faithful, i'm not going to eat my seed I'm not going to you know use the ties to get my own stuff it's god's let's 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 give God what's his let's give God the time in prayer amen that he deserves Let's let's give god some and, and oh, goodness the fasting. I'm just gonna say it like this. It's time to go to another level. Amen. And we can't, you know, we prayer and, and and giving, we can talk about that all day long. But see, when you talk about fasting, you start losing people. They they done checked out on you mentally, they gone. You know, I mean we can you know, we can we can get spiritual. The number one in all three of these things. I'm about to stop. I'm I'm trying to quit. But and the number one in all three of these, we we can pray. Let's just pray. I don't mind praying, just don't pray too long. You know. huh? Come on, you know, we, we, we. But when you start talking about giving, people start checking out, huh? When, when you and then when you add fasting to giving, they're gone. They in Egypt somewhere. They like you know. But no, we need to bring it all home. All these things are necessary. For our spiritual growth and enhancement, if we want to really tap into the supernatural in our lives, sometimes we think, oh, goodness, sometimes, sometimes we think the natural blessings, the natural things that God gives us, amen, oh, I got a check in the mail, I got to increase, I got to raise, I got. You think that's it? That's the best God can do? Huh? Oh, no, people, come on. God can move. You know, if we would just get the re- these things in line, we'll see God moving in our healing, in our relationships being straightened, strengthened, amen, in our spiritual growth. and era. See, we get satisfied because we got more money. God's blessed me. No, he's blessed you to be a blessing. He's going to see if you will give, then he can bless you where you really need to be blessed. But see, we get stuck on the natural blessing and we completely miss out on the spiritual blessing that he wants to bring into our lives. Because we count the natural blessings as this is it. No, that's not it. He wants to do much, much more than that. He, he wants to do things in your life that money can't do. Can I, can I just say that? He wants he want to do things, amen. See, see, the, the unsaved man, out there got more money than you. You talking about how God blessed you. You still broke and you still ain't got a good relationship. And you still huh? Still got issues going on in your body that God said, I can take care of. Did you just do these things for me? I'll do that for you. But be faithful unto me and the things that He's given us to do. I want us to get this. So it can take us to a whole nother level. Then our testimony will be about not the natural things that God did. But it'll be about the supernatural things that God is doing. That's where he wants to take us. To the supernatural areas, amen, that, that man can't do for you and money can't do for you. But only God can do these things for you. That's where he wants to take us. Hallelujah. Let's stand. I'm going to stop. got to stop. But as I said on... We to we go into, you know, that's my, 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 my language. We finna. Amen. But we will be engaging, obviously. We will be engaging in a corporate fast. Because I, I want to see the church. I want to see the church and help the church go to a whole other level. Amen. Corporately. Amen. But that requires us engaging individually. You know, you can't build a, a brick building with one brick. They all got to get connected. And then when it's all strengthened and it's all set, you don't say, look at that brick. You say, look at that house. Because huh? everybody's represented right there. And we, I, I want people to say, look at that church. Look what God is doing through that portion of his body. Amen. It's just getting built up and strengthened more and more. So the month of June, I got more details will be coming to you. But in the month of June, we're going to do a 30-day fast. Huh? Someone said,
1: "Wait, what?"
0: Don't worry, we got it all all mapped out. The Lord gave me clear instruction on how to approach it. Amen. So, as as it's gonna work out, is we're gonna do it through our core groups, including the Black team. So we got five teams, and you're just gonna fast. Everyone's gonna fast. Basically, it'll be every fifth day, a rotation. So you only got one day every five days, and the way it's gonna work out is. Every team, including the black team, which is the leaders, amen, is going to actually have fasted six days out of the thirty. And I've got it is completely laid out. There's a prayer focus for each and every day. There's clear instructions on what you know the fast consists of, amen, and when it starts and when it stops. And I'm just telling you this now so you can start preparing your mind for a 30-day fast. Begin to pray now. Start practicing now. We got a couple more Wednesday fasts. Let's get on board. You know, it amazes me. It's a Wednesday fast, and I see everybody eating but me. Everybody drinking but on Wednesday. Going out to lunch. We just having a good old, what happened to the fast day? We got to do better. If we want corporate strength and blessings, we got to get it in order. Let's follow the things that God has given us as a body to do. So you know what? I would love to do that, but let's schedule it for another day. Let's do it another day. Let's be, I'm being faithful to the mandates, to what God is saying. All right? So again, more information you'll get, a handout that explains everything about the fast. But, you know, let's, let's start setting our hearts and our minds that, you know what? I'm looking for the whole body to participate. Amen. one thing I said, even when it comes to our children 12 and under, amen, The discretion of the parents, but I encourage you just to teach them, amen, take them as far as they can go. But those 13 and over, I, I believe that they should be able to fully participate with the family. Amen, as we go through this fast time so we can teach them and we can train them up, amen, in these spiritual principles that we're talking about. Amen. So let's bow our heads as we go before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now, Lord, for who you are and what you're doing in this place and, and through your word, Lord, as you take us to a whole other level, God. Lord, I pray for your people, God, that we would hear, Lord, that we would be able to grab hold of these things, these three areas, God, that, that Jesus spoke to the people about Say, said, when you do these things, and we must ask ourselves, why am I not doing these things? that jesus spoke amen and and let us know how he expects us to do them let us stop making excuses let us stop checking out when it comes time to actually putting these spiritual principles and these actions to work in our lives lord that we may grow and that we may be strengthened that we might see and may have access to the supernatural in our lives and in our body lord we thank you right now lord we are tired of missing out because we've become lazy. Because we've become disobedient, God. Because we've we, we excused ourselves from the things that you said in your word. Help us to grow. Help us to be obedient to you. Help us to walk it out that we might be the example that you want us to be. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you right now. Now, if there's anyone that, you know, you, you've heard the word and you want to just surrender anything to God, I invite you to come to the altar. Amen. And I, I will pray for you. Amen, because we we got to break some stuff. we got to break some strongholds, amen. So you know what? I'm entering in all the way with God, all the way. You know, it's time, amen. There's so many distractions and so many things going on in life, amen, that cause us not to do these basic things that he's called us to do. You know, none of it's going to kill you. Giving ain't going to kill you. Prayer ain't going to kill you. Fasting ain't going to kill you, but it'll build you. It'll make you better. It'll make you stronger. So, Father, we thank you and we magnify you right now. Now, if there's anybody here that hasn't given their life to Christ or you need to or you desire to, amen, rededicate your life to him, amen, I invite you to come. Hallelujah. He's calling us to a place. Amen. And you know what? God ain't made no mistakes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't, don't leave without it. Don't, don't walk away without it. Thank you, Lord. Man, if not. Anybody that has, does not have a church home, you want to become a part of living faith. I think everybody here is. Amen. Again. You can come. Say, you know what? I want to be a member. I want to get on board. I want to get connected. Now is the time to make even that that, that declaration. You know what? This is where God is leading me to be a part that's you you come all they do amen yes. okay I'll turn it over